Episode 34, All Aboard, User Onboarding. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. Sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode from Aaron Weike of Leadferno and Darren Shaw of Whitespark. Let's go. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Darren. And we are officially kicking off 2022. What do you think about that? Oh my God, this is the year. <laughs> I, say, I say that every January, of course, but uh, man, I'm excited. I, I just love January. So much yeah. going on. I'm just pumped up. Yeah. I'm just ready to conquer the world. Yeah. Yeah. You have 11 months in front of you, like hope yeah. and optimism all renewed. You, so you come out of getting some downtime over the holidays. Like it, it is, it is a really good time. Yeah. I just feel good about January. <laughs> yeah. And you end up with like anything, as we talked about in our last couple of episodes, you have things that you naturally bucket into like the calendar year, right? So it's like, yeah. oh, this is what we want to get done by the end of the year and whatever. And some of those you get accomplished and those mm-hmm. feel, feel really good. And the ones that are maybe close to the finish line, you nudge them over to to start the year. But yeah, all of those things are are good things and easy to be filled with a, a lot of hope for what's coming. Totally, because you know what? January is like, you build, you've got this list, right? You're like, oh my God, look at all this awesome stuff we're gonna do all year. Whereas December is like, oh damn, look at all the stuff that we were, said we were gonna do, but we didn't do it. <laughs> yes, yeah, you can look at all of it and say, this is what we're getting done this year, right? That's exactly the way you look at it. And that makes you feel so much better. It's like, yeah, those are like 10, 15, 20 amazing things that we're going to get done. Oh, yeah. Uh, boy, doing a side by side of like, you know, January and, and December just would be so interesting, right? Like, yeah. You're reviewing the tape. You're like, wow, look, look how excited and cheerful I was. What, ha- what happened? <laughs> get to December, you only, you only hit like four items on your list. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to hit them all this year. That's for sure. That's how I feel right now. Anyways. Well, I, I believe in you. I'm not going to doubt you one bit. So. All right. Thank you. I appreciate your confidence. I'm along. I'm along for the ride and it's going to be fun. So what's new at Leadferno? Well, our big like end of the year and to start the year was we completed our mobile apps. We got them into the app store and... Woo. Yeah, man, does that feel, it feels so good. It feels so good. That's amazing. We need one of those devices for our podcast so you can press the button. It's like people clapping and cheering. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can have like uh, sad trombone sounds wah, wah, for different things. But yeah, that, I want the clap track right now. Yeah. Launch your mobile apps. I can say there is like a cheer that goes off in my head every time I like, see it or I get to like say something about it. Um, Just even, right, I've I've had to map out in the last couple of weeks, having up on my screen, both my, you know, my phone with the app up and running and the desktop app. Um, But yeah, it's, it's just great. This, this week we sent out an email to our like customers and our entire list, Mm -hmm. um, just putting it in front of them. 
uh, and letting them know, you know, a few tweets about it, supportive tweets and things like that. And people's feedback on their app experience has been really great. So yeah, it's, it has checked all the, the boxes and it's been, it's been a nice like boost of wind into the sails of the lead Ferno ship. Um, well, exactly. That's what I was going to ask because I remember when we talked last, uh, you know, at the end of the year, you were talking about how you, you couldn't really ramp up your marketing and sales until you got integrations and mobile app, mobile apps out. Those are out. So now you've got a runway of marketing and sales ahead of you. Is that what you're really focused on? Yes. Awesome. That that becomes just all all of the priority. So setting up to do, I scheduled a, just kind of a, I don't know, like a, an open house type webinar on February 8th. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be kind of split half between like uh, topical things on why should you be considering texting this year? Sure. Why, how should you be using two-way texting? Uh, texting versus live chat on your website with like our web to text widget. So some general strategic items for people to chew on and consider and to share some knowledge and tips and some of the things that we're seeing customers do with it. And then the other half will be kind of a show and tell on like, if you haven't scheduled a demo, if you haven't looked at what we have to offer, here's kind of a live look in on what Leadferno does and the feature set that it has. And then touching a little bit on our partner program, which is basically an affiliate program uh, especially target it like digital marketers and, and web designers and things like that to yeah. prioritize conversion in the, the offering that they're putting together for their customers. So nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited for that and doing a few different things, some social, I'm doing a sponsored post on the uh, local search forum for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and a few other things to just try to drive and, hopefully get dozens, if not more, uh, attendees for that webinar. Yep, totally. Uh, well, I'll definitely help social promote that, that webinar. And I think you should do one with WhiteSpark. One of these, one of these days in the, in the next few months, we should schedule one and do one with our audience. I think it would be of great interest to all of our customer base. Yeah, I would love to collaborate on something like that. That's, that's just so much now. It's, it's really, it's, I, th- I think one thing, this just to point out, like, I really struggle with going there. There's plenty of people that talk about, you know, marketing early, putting things out there and whatever else. I really struggle with like really putting the pedal to the metal on some of those things, but I've been doing it for like, you know, almost a, almost a year, right. Since we kind of like publicly announced what we're doing. It probably hasn't been a year yet, but like, I can't remember if it was end of February or March when we kind of launched the marketing website and everything else. But like, I, I'm uneasy with it until like it reaches a point where my confidence feels super high in it. Right. And I I know there's plenty that would say like, no, like you need to market the vaporware and you know, where, where you're heading towards and everything else. So that right when it's there, you already have demand with it. Right. Because it is, it is this process of whatever I, I just mentally, emotionally have like a hard time going all out. I've been doing things, but like Mm -hmm. now I feel this unblock of like, now I want every opportunity I can find to be talking about it, getting it in front of people, doing all those things. But but I know I'd be better off if I would have done more of that three months ago, six months ago than I even did. But I totally understand. It's tough to to really push the marketing 
when the product still has a lot of growth to do because of that first experience. You don't want to blow your first impression. And so if you get a lot of people coming in, they're like, oh, sorry, no mobile app. This doesn't work for me. I totally understand the the need to to just hold off on some of the big opportunities because then they would have a higher impact when you do execute on them. So that makes perfect sense to me. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I I feel um, I'm I'm hard on myself about that because I'm like, oh, you could be, you could have been a better marketer in this time, but oh well. I should just. It doesn't matter now. I just need to get over it. But yeah, all all systems go. I want every opportunity to like mentions, talk about it, get in front of people, show them what it can do, tell tell the story. So, all right. Well, now's the time. Yeah. One one thing I do want to mention, Darren, um, is that you know basically this week the SaaS Venture Podcast celebrated like a three year birthday. Like we've been doing this for three years. That's crazy. I know. I was really surprised. <laughs> I was like, how's it possibly been three years? But, uh, you know, good job, Aaron. We kept it going for three years and we're still at it. So well, the, the pandemic time warp. Yeah, that's that's why it's crazy to think it's been three years because two so, of them yeah. are like in a in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, that has been so bizarre. What a weird past few years yeah hopefully that hopefully like all wraps up pretty soon i heard the uk is lifting all restrictions they're like yeah we're gonna deal with it like we deal with the flu so that's always been my dream it's like when do we get to that stage i think it's coming yeah i feel like we're close here in minnesota i feel like the omicron there's they like this week next week is peak and then we'll see how much it tails off but yeah i don't know a lot of my my wife is very podcast heavy into the medical and science side, and that's a lot of I guess when she like gives me the the summaries and the downloads on thing, I'm like, all right, you're you're like consuming a lot of this, and that's yeah. a lot of what she shares is like, and who knows, you know, who knows what else is lurking around the corner, whatever else, but yeah. it it does seem like once this flows, we're we're gonna fall into more like we're we're just gonna have to deal with this to some degree, but between vaccinations and infection levels, like it's kind of over the cliff. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully. And I think that's it. It's the vaccinations. And if if you didn't get the vaccinations, you probably got it and you have some kind of natural immunity. So that that might be the the tipping point where we can find some form of normalcy, go back to something like what I was before the before times. Yeah. We can, we can only hope, you know, we can only hope a little brighter. Yep. So tell me, uh, speaking of brighter, what is new on the white spark side of things? Uh, well, lots of stuff around our rank tracker recently. So we've launched a pretty big update. It's the uh, multi item tracking. So before we'd only track just one, um, result, like we just find your first result and we say, Hey, this, you, you rank uh, in position number five, but you actually might rank in position number nine, 15 and 27, right? Because you might have different URLs ranking. So now we track them all and we've got a really great UI update that allows you to see that. And it has a huge impact for enterprise. So this was a problem that we needed to solve for our enterprise clients. We've solved that problem. And then we also just recently overhauled our 
entire front end of the local rank tracker from view two to view three. And that's given us a lot of improvement. So we took the opportunity to make some significant UI improvements. Yep. Uh, we now have a much more stable code base to build upon. Uh, you know, we're up to modern standards with that code base. We can do things faster. And the software itself is much faster. So nice. real big improvements there. Every time I go into that, I'm just like, this is the greatest software ever made. I love it so much. I just can't believe how good it is now. So I, I am 100% on board with promoting the hell out of this software over the course of 2022. And that's one of my, my big goals. That's awesome. Another big thing is our uh, reputation builder. So we've got this great reputation builder. I think I mentioned on the podcast before that uh, it's just a, a white label of gather up. And uh, we just really haven't focused on it very much at all. And I see a really good opportunity for uh, driving additional revenue on that. Um, so I've been working with people over at GatherUp, seeing if I could uh, figure out how we could coordinate a free trial on our side. And if we're doing the free trial, then it allows us to you know, do a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today around onboarding and building a good funnel and trying to convert those people from the free trial up into uh, a paid plan. So. That's that's kind of new for us. We're we're just rolling out the implementation of that on our side right now. So I think that's a that's a good revenue booster for 2022 as well. It's another big goal of mine. Nice. And then um, you know I did talk about this at the end of last year. It's like you know what I mean at the end of our last podcast. It was like you know what's the goal for 2022? Looking ahead, what are we going to do in 22? And if I look back at what I said then, I was really focused on kind of like the new stuff we're going to build. We're going to build our platform. We're going to get that stuff done. And you know what? We're still going to do that. But me personally, what am I going to invest my time in? Um, I feel like I've had I've made this mistake year after year where I'm just focused on what is the next thing we're going to build. And I'm now reflecting on what we've already got and saying, I'm going to need to double down and actually really ramp up our revenue. I set a goal to four times our MRR on our local rank tracking product over the course of 2022. And so how are we going to do that? I've got a number of things in, uh, in, in play right now. Competitor pages, so competitor comparison pages like nope. you know, White Spark versus this brand, White Spark versus that brand. Those pages are in development right now. Nice. Videos. Like, it's really interesting. I started a couple of weeks ago personally emailing every new trial signup and I'm asking them, where did you hear about us? And so my response rate is about 10%. So it's kind of low. Yeah. But I would say out of the 10%, 70% of them have said they saw us on YouTube. So that is really interesting. And so yeah. a huge part of my strategy is to um, crank up everything to do with YouTube. So I've, I've produced this series called the White Spark Weekly, where I talk about local search tactics. And every time I do that, of course, I'm featuring our local rank tracker. They're, they're seeing the product in the videos. And so I'm going to really double down on that, really try to highlight the, the, the software in the videos. And then another big one is whenever these YouTube influencers, there's a few of them uh, that ha happen to use my product, thankfully. And so... A lot of people said they saw it in this one video that's currently got 47,000 views. And so that I'm trying, I'm like, oh, who else is a YouTube a YouTube influencer talking about these topics? Yep. 
free account. Here you go. Here's your free account. <laughs> I hope you use our software. Yeah. And I'd love for you to feature it in your videos. So I'm really, I'm focusing on that with my own videos, really getting hooked into the YouTube community and trying to get my product in, in as many videos. I'm even thinking about YouTube advertising. I think there's a, there's a big opportunity there with YouTube. Yeah. And then another huge one for me is onboarding, which is exactly what we're going to talk about today because if I've been looking at our onboarding. And so onboarding isn't really an acquisition thing, but it's a massive retention thing. And that's a great way for us to improve our MRR. And our onboarding right now sucks. So <laughs> let's talk about it. How do we make our onboarding better, Aaron? Yeah. Well, first, I just want to touch on like one, I commend you. I, I love when I hear people reaching out and talking to their customers and finding finding out things that you wouldn't know without them, right? So right, right. discovering the videos, and to me, it plays into some of the things that we're going to talk about in user onboarding is like, you're finding the way that people like learn, right? Like I, I've long loved the statement of uh, a fool with a tool is still a fool, right? Yeah. But when people seek out, how can I use this tool? What are best practices? Mm -hmm. How should I be setting it up? What can I achieve with it? And depending upon the type of learner or the complexity of the tool, there's, all, you know, sometimes a blog post will suffice or a written checklist. Um, but as you get into things, and, and I think rank tracking is definitely one, is like, yeah, I, I want to understand the strategy behind rank tracking. How do I explain it's important? How do I implement it? What's the tool I use? Then what do I use? You know, how do I discover things in it and explain the, the data that's being pulled out of it? Yeah things like that being so important. So I think that's really awesome. And I totally agree with you. I'd be interested, right? And I've never done any YouTube ads myself, but right, targeting wise, the YouTube is full of how to SEO and do local SEO and yep. Google My Business slash Google Business Profile. Like there's, there just seems to me like so many videos where you could be inserting and running an ad for local rank tracker that that's, that's really interesting to me. All right. Well, I'm going to do it. And so we'll, we'll maybe uh, we'll do an episode on that later once yeah. we see how it works. Yeah. yeah, I love that. And so great, right? That's, you know, you provided a perfect segue. We wanted to talk about user onboarding today. And and first, I kind of wanted to to set the stage, right? I might, you know, in our audience being those interested in SaaS or you're already running one yourself, you're at a, at a various stage. Um, but, you know, there, there's a ton of ways to explain user onboarding or think about it. The one snippet I grabbed in perusing and looking at a bunch of different things was like, just defines it as a, a system of actively guiding users to find a new value in your product. I thought that was mm -hmm. nice and succinct and, and really, you know, what we're after and that helps you achieve all kinds of, of outcomes. But when I saw that word system, right, like that made me think through well, what are the, the tactical aspects of, of that system? And, and this is where I think a lot of people, yeah. you know, depending upon either the way you think about things or you address things or whatever, a lot of times they just look at things as very like one-to-one, -one, right? Is like, oh, well, this is this. And to me, when I looked at that system and then it made me think, well, what are all the things that contribute to a user helping a user find value in your product? Mm -hmm. And so when I look at that, right, it's like, it's the sign up process. Yep. It's the in in product experience. It's your onboarding emails and messaging. It's the education materials that are available for them in a blog or webinars. It's your customer success team. 
and it's support. So you, you have like, you know, and, and there could be one or two or five more. I'm not even thinking about depending upon a product or a product type, but even right there, there's like, there's six aspects that to me, if you're really crushing user onboarding, like you are doing the right things inside of all six of these and how they all weave together in kind of your user onboarding vision and strategy. Yeah, 100%. Like there's so much value to be had by spending some time reviewing your onboarding system and making changes to it. It's just, it's such a key thing. I've been looking actually, we, I get, you know, on occasion, someone signs up for, like I'm really paying attention to our local rank tracker right now. Someone will sign for the local rank tracker, half an hour later, cancellation comes in. And the, 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 the cancellation reason is don't understand product. What a fail. I can't believe that. That should never happen. So yeah. that's, a, that's a prime example of a failure in our onboarding. It's just like, oh, there's so much value in fixing that. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at that, right, like the first thing that comes to mind for me on that is like, that's in product, right? Like, yeah. do we have pop-ups, tool tips? Are we directing to, you know, now do this, now do this. Is there like a guided checklist? Like, right. How do we get them to a value point yeah. with like low friction, pointing out things that, right? It's just so easy for us to look and be like, oh, these things are obvious, like, because we thought of them and we built them and we work in this every day and we do demos. But it's like when somebody just plops in there all by themselves on this yeah. self-discovery tour, like that is not the experience they have. Yeah, you know, and I'm thinking from our product perspective, right? It's a tool that tracks your local rankings. So, gosh, if you are super green on SEO, uh, you're you're an auto repair shop owner, and you're like, oh, this looks like something I should I should look into. It. It's just it's just too many buttons. It's really confusing, and that guided guided process is so important for someone who just doesn't have the SEO agencies. They have no problem. They just sign up for our software. It makes perfect sense to them. Yep. There's so many people where they just don't have the education. So the yep. in-app guidance is so valuable. Yeah. And they've likely used something similar before, right? Like maybe, a ring tracking not. tool. Yeah. And, and, and maybe not. But those are the ones that were, are more likely to like discover where they need to get to yep. or to go because they either have some, familiar, some familiarity or they understand what rank tracking is uh, within itself. Well, you know what? It's interesting. You know, you you gave me kudos for reaching out to our customers when they sign up, but I also reached out to our an entire customer base and I asked them, "What did you use for rank tracking before you signed up for WhiteSpark?" And out of the responses, about fifty percent of them said nothing. It was like they didn't do any kind of local rank tracking before they signed up with us, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, really good insights there. That a lot of people were their first experience with rank tracking, which speaks to onboarding, right? So any, if it's your first experience, you don't know anything about rank tracking, then we got to make sure that the onboarding process teaches you what you need to know about why this is valuable and how you should set it up. Yeah, I, I look at that and try to think through like how, how all those aspects that we talked about, right? Like how do we build this web together of all these that like work together and go down a path to achieve them unlocking the value. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and high up, right. Like the reason you want to do this is like, 
one, when you do all those things, it gives them a, a fast path or a direct path to value and success, which is great, mm-hmm. which then can help reduce like one-to-one help, them coming and needing a support person, needing to ask questions, frustration, and ultimately churn, right? Like yeah. in, in your case, if you have like a 30-minute churn problem, <laughs> like that's like, right. okay, how how can I get you to like cohabitate with us a little bit longer so I have time, right? Because even if you have a great, you know, five, seven email drip series in the first two weeks of being on the product. Yeah, so they've already given up, like unsubscribe. Yeah, you've got maybe one email into their inbox and they haven't even read that because they're in the tool and then have already been defeated, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, when when we uh, looked at, you know, getting into this and in Leadferno being young, I, I kind of did a like, you know, mini uh, SWOT analysis, right? And, and really yeah. boiled it down to like, all right, what are we good at right now that I feel good about? And where do we need to get better? Um, and for me, Izzy is like, you know, in when we were building the product and we mapped out like the signup process, we brought... You know, we looked at onboarding a lot in our signup process and, you know, we really wanted to get the goal of like, all right, by the time you're done signing up, you're like almost fully there, right? To like just being able to like use and drive, drive the tool. And that, that was really important to us because there's plenty of things where it's like you have the one aspect of you're signing up for an account. So you're getting like, who owns the account and what's your billing information and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you drop them in and then you maybe, you know, I gather up, we built like an onboarding wizard once you signed up for the account, but we wanted to make that kind of like one seamless process in our sign up. So yeah, I feel good about what we achieved in that in kind of our first, I don't know, V 1.5 of our sign up process where that sign-up process doesn't feel heavy. It feels streamlined. It feels like what a product would request of you. Yeah. And we have like really the big item left for you is like embedding the lead box into your website, which we can't automatically inject that anyway. So that's just the way it is. But you've created your account. You've branded it. You've been provisioned a 800 number that you can instantly text from once you're you're up and running. So we've accomplished like a whole whole bunch of things with that sign up process. That is so smart. You know, it's funny. I I didn't think about that, but one of the things that I have on my to do list to help with uh, local rank tracker signups is embedding a check your rankings right now. You can just go in. You put in your business URL. You put in the five keywords you want to track. You put in your your location, and it's going to give you results immediately. And so one of the things I want to do is I want it so that you can take that and be like, create your free trial right now with this campaign data. And so now right out of of the gates, you've got a campaign up and running. We sidestep everything to do with the complicated campaign setup form. We just give them a base campaign and then they can enhance it later with additional details. So that's that's really smart to make it part of your signup flow. Yep. Well, and I think that helps combat to what you stated earlier where you drop them into the jungle, right? Like we totally do right now. you have access to 50 links and buttons and whatever else, like knock yourself out. And that can alienate a lot of users where when you work that into the signup process, you're already, you can already put them like on a path to a certain extent. So once they drop in, they've already accomplished 
some entry items or mm -hmm. getting some information to populate things like that. Um, so that's really, that's like really important. Right. And, and you, and you can, I think any product can keep taking steps as they move along to like take that a little bit further. The the thing yeah. I think you need to watch out for is like you don't want to turn it into like a 30 step sign up process where no, of course not. <laughs> it's so heavy. Yeah, the vision I have right now is you we collect a little bit of base data at the very beginning. Like you don't have to do anything. You can get that base data immediately. Yep. And then it says, "Okay, great. You can see the results here. Want to want to create a trial with this data. And then as soon as you get dropped in, it asks you just a couple more questions. It's like, we, we just want a couple more details to enhance your campaign even further. And then they're off to the races. Yep. No, totally. Smart. The uh, the next item that I feel that we're good at, and I, f I feel like we're good at it because one, to me, it's like one of the most controllable things. It's also one of the things that you can have so much exposure to because any other tool, right? Like you can't run a SaaS business without also signing up for like 10 other pieces of software at minimum. Right. So, yeah. so like having a good onboarding email sequence to me is like really table stakes. But what you do with it, I see a vast difference in like what's what's out there, what products do, how much they do everything else. Yeah. So I, I have viewed it in Leadferno as like, Within our 14-day free trial, I, I have 14 days to get you to unlock value. So yeah. right now, I think we're sending 10 emails in those first 14 days. Early on, it's like one a day for like the first seven days. And then we like leave a couple of gaps in days that's there. But my philosophy on onboarding emails is like they're kind of equal parts of like checklist, how to do things, you know, how to accomplish things. Yeah. Um, education and then inspiration. And I think inspiration is the one that's often really overlooked. Um, right. But I think it's so important to like set a goal or a bar for people to try to inspire them to like when you when you get to like peak performance with this, like this is what that utopia looks like. And let us like start building this vision of how great it is. Because mm -hmm. that's what's going to motivate you to like take in other items, stick with it, kind of, kind of all those pieces. What's an example? Like, do you currently have an inspiration email that you would tag? This one's inspiration in your in your sequence. Yeah, it, it's not like the focus of the email itself, but I kind of look at them. A, a lot of the emails have like equal parts in them, right? So it'll be like, hey, here's a like, here's a checklist item. This is like what you must do day one. Right. And then here's something to to learn about that you can utilize. Yeah. And then, hey, just so you know, if you like start pulling these pieces and items and elements together, like this is the utopia you can achieve. Yeah. So it's it's not like a theme of each one. I, I just look at inside of there might be two of those components in one of the emails. There might be yeah. three or four components in, in that email. Yeah, I have that in mind too with our our onboarding because one of the problems with onboarding and rank tracking is that your first run of data, it's just a single data point. You're like, this is where you rank right now at this moment in time. Yep. But the value of the tool, this, this concept of inspiration is what can you look forward to? Within two weeks, you can run this kind of analysis. You can understand which keywords you're going up for, which ones you're going down for. And so I want to have these little pieces that show them the sort of what to expect, like what you're going to be able to understand after one week, after two weeks, after six months, 
being able to see things at all time. And that's actually my favorite thing in the local rank tracker is when you can say, show me my rankings all time. And particularly from an agency perspective, you could say, this is where you were when you started with us. You've been with us for nine months. This is where you are now. The rank tracker allows you to do that, which is this, that's exactly that inspiration piece, right? Yep. You want to inspire people about what you're going to eventually get to because they can't see it when they've just signed up. Yeah. And, and your comment before about, especially other people making videos about your product. Yeah. Like they're probably providing some of that, right? Because yeah, yeah. it's actually, yeah. yeah. And it's providing inspiration for another user that like, this isn't the company demoing this. This is like a, a, a an unmotivated, uncompensated totally. testimonial review referral of, of what's there. So it easily gives them the like, I could be this person using it. This person's showing me how they like it. They're confident in it. They're showing me how to use it. Yeah. And that's creating it. So I, I think that's a really important aspect. I think that's a, a great element that you can add that would probably add some of that inspiration. Yeah, totally. Just examples. Case studies actually is a big thing that I want to put into my email uh, sequence. But I'm also thinking a lot about email sequences and triggering them also in the app. Yep. So it's like if I have an email where I talk about this one specific thing, then if, you know, let's say that email goes out seven days into their trial. If they log into the tool seven days into the trial, they're going to get the same kind of thing in like a little pop up. It's like, hey, this is something you should know about the tool. And this is here's a little case study about how agency X uses this software and the, and the value they've been able to get to it. So just really showing them over and over that value of the tool. Yeah. And those in app. So like the the in product experience, like that's definitely an area where we need to get better at at Leadferno. Like we really don't have any of that right now outside of like some, some tool tips. Um, and that is a little, uh, on the good side, we're a young piece of software, right? Like we don't have a hundred features yeah. and a bunch of like undiscoverable things to some extent, right? Like we have one to two layers of what's in the product and what you can do and the self-discovery. We're And we're also delivering features that you expect in a messaging product because you're using messaging apps on your phone in your, in your own life. So right. we're not too far, but there's de absolutely definitely some things there from like that aren't like reminders or shortcuts where you can save replies and, and do things like that. Yeah, I got to add those. Yeah, so that part's like really frustrating. One one of my challenges, you know, this is the first time I've ever built a product where we have a web app and then we have a native mobile app, right? Sure. Yeah. Finding a way, like, how do we do that? So the we're we're using a, a tool or a service, or even if we have to build it ourselves, um, you know, that is pushing to both user experiences yeah. in the web app and in the mobile app. It has definitely kept me from like putting a foot forward there. Um, there's definitely tools that I, I like out there and have used before at, at mm -hmm. GatherUp. We used AppQs, yeah. very easy to deploy and very easy for our team to update. And, you know, even as you go along, right, we like use that anytime we'd roll out a new feature, then we would have in-app prompts pointing people at, hey, you know, this is new. We now have social sharing. Go and try this out. Sure. And things like that. So from that part, really great. Um, and really helpful. 
Then we switched to Pendo. That definitely more feature rich. Uh, it's not a cheap tool, um, but a lot harder to like manage, implement things like, right? It was just more, it can do more. So you had to kind of hook it in a little deeper and the learning curve was a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and then one, when you and I have talked about this, I, I've recommended, I wish I could use it, um, but I can't because of the mobile aspect is a product called user flow. Right. I just really love like, building flows and checklists and things like that was super easy. I did their two week trial and I like, I love the product. It was one of those like, Oh, if I built a user onboarding product, this is what I would want to build. Like I'd want it to look like this, sure. but yeah, because of flutter web, we couldn't use it the way that we wanted to. And then the mobile side and, and whatever else. But if you're, if you're a web uh, browser app only, I would totally uh, take a look at, at, at user flow with it. But you know, that, that in product stuff is just so important. Yeah. And, you know, I, we definitely have a dream. Um, and man, I would, I would love to get to this, you know, imagine you set up for lead for no right. Our app is about text messaging and messaging and everything else. Yeah. And what we would love to build is that there's basically, once you log in, there's a bot on our side waiting to have a conversation with you. Oh, smart. And it, and it walks you through like, hey, let's pretend I'm a prospect. Reply hello to me. Yeah. Right? And it replies hello. All right. They're using it on their phone. Exactly. Yeah, great. I'm about to ask you, what are your hours? Let's go to your shortcuts and saved replies. Yeah. And let's write in your hours so that you can just type in hours and it'll automatically list all your hours. Great. Now let's send me a photo. Sure. Now, now let's add some team members, right? So like this conversation bot is basically talking to you and telling you what to do. No different than if you were texting with me, the founder, and I was like telling you, oh yeah, sure. and this, and then see this and discover this. What it like? So I, I have no idea like when and how we'll get to building that, but I would be like, oh my gosh, that's like our using our product and our product training you like where to go in a conversational format. While setting it up, yeah, it's genius. Yes, that and you could also. It's a great opportunity to introduce that concept of delight. You know, yes, where the bot could just say absolutely hilarious things that would just make the user so happy as they're yes. as they're setting up their lead Ferno account. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I have all kinds of ideas around that. Like I said, we we have so so many things to get to, but it's like I look at that, and it's like I don't want to forgo that for too long. Sure. Once our product starts crossing into more of, you know, from simple to a little bit more mature. Yeah. It's like, man, what a what a, you know, what a great what a great way to bring a a user up to speed, give them the experience while using the tool and just you point out, right? Like, man, any anytime you can get your user customer to like feel delight and emotion and things like that, like what what a win. Yeah, huge. Yeah, well, that's kind of how I envision like our onboarding process too, a bit more of a wizard, right? So right now we have this terrible onboarding process where someone signs up for an account and then they, they're presented with a screen that says, great, create your first campaign. And then it's just a big, long form. Yeah. It's like there's no guidance. There's barely any tool tips. So I, I, have a, I have a vision for how we're going to completely overhaul that. It just steps them through three main windows and that there's a lot of the stuff that we can automate for them. So rather than asking them to enter search locations, we can simply say, you know, 
start typing your business and it auto-completes and it populates a ton of the fields for them automatically. Populates their website field, their um, their business name field, their phone number field, their locations. And then you can say, well, where do you want to search from? Where do you want to be tracking your rankings from? And then we're going to give them like three simple options because that is one area that almost always trips people up. They're like, yeah. I don't know, I guess I want to search from these five cities. And so that's not the best way to set up their campaign. So having a much more guided onboarding experience is one of the top of my lists of dev releases for 2022. We got to get that done next. Yeah. I think it's so important to point out with this that it is all these working together, right? Like even even though I feel really good about our uh, on our onboarding email sequence, I think, you know, the the open rate across those 10 emails averages like 65%, which is great, right? But you see this, yeah, you see this, you see the trickle though, right? Like the first one sure. is 80% and then 78 and then 65 and 62, right? Like yeah. there is a little bit of drop off as people like, one, it's great if they get comfortable enough where they're like, yep, I've picked up on all this whatever else, like, I, I just, I don't feel like I need the guidance that you're giving me because I feel like I'm off and, and running it. Yeah. At full speed. I got it. Yeah, sure. But some just, you know, completely tone it out. There's still 40% of our user base that might not read any of those emails. Yeah. So that's where you need when they come into the product, then you need them seeing these things. Right. So yeah, there it, it's just those elements. It's like, n- none of these things are a silver bullet. You're only as strong as like your weakest link in this system. Right, you have to get all of the pieces working together within your vision. You point out a great point on like content formats too, right? Like you need it in text and in screenshots and in videos, yeah. And maybe in when you do live webinars and emails, right? You you need all these together so that the user can consume it either when they're receptive to it by saying, "Yeah, I'm going to read your email." Or yeah. I'm directly trying to work on this right now, or I'm in the product. So it, that you need that timing aspect and you need to be there for them when the right opportunity arises. And when you send that email, you're trying to force that opportunity, right? You're like, no, learn right now. We want you to learn right now. We just sent you an email about this feature. Learn it right now. Right. And that's just, that's not going to hold true for your users a majority of the time. Yeah. You know, speaking of the different formats, video is one that I'm working on right now, actually, is because we have this, you know, I talk about completely overhauling our onboarding experience, our campaign setup form. But before I get to that point, I'm going to start by making a video, which is like, Hey, welcome to the tool. I'm WhiteSparks founder, Darren. I'm just going to really quickly show you the best way to set up a campaign. You can keep this video open on the side while you set up your first campaign and just pause it at the different points. And I'm going to walk you through it right now. So I want this video to be like this like four minute video where I just step through the different fields and show them show them how to set them up. Because a lot of questions come up on some of the fields and I want to address those for them in the video right there while they're setting up the first campaign. And I can do that like next week. So I have the video scripted already. I'm going to have that video produced and then we're going to show it in app and we're going to send it as one of our very first emails. Yeah. And then you can also repurpose it into like your help guides or you create like, here's a checklist, like watch these videos in order. Even if you've been using us for six years, you might find this helpful. Like there's right after that, it's just like marketing content, distribution, right? Like just put it in as many places. So as many people discover it, the last thing you want is 
oh, well, if you didn't dig into this when you got our second email on day three, yeah, totally. then, you, then you have no idea this exists or you can't use it, right? You can even use it for marketing. Like when I have the video done, I can just tweet about it to my Twitter followers and be like, hey, I made a new video on how, to, how the best way to set up your campaigns. And people that have never seen our product before even know about it might come across that video and it could be a sales tool as well. Yeah. Nope. I think you're spot on there and I think you're going in the right direction. And I will probably see your amazing videos because you do a great job of video work. And I will be like super jealous because <laughs> I have not created a video yet because like one, right? Constantly adding features and yeah, just like... I, I love webinars, right? Right. Because like people don't expect it to be perfect. They understand it's live, live demo, everything else. But like yeah. you make a video, like, no, you like you need to nail the sequence and the things you're pulling up and whatever else. And uh, it causes me to like hesitate. So I know I know I need to get there. You don't need to nail it. That's the beautiful thing about having a good video editor. <laughs> so I've got the best video editor. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Connect. He's incredible. I love the guy. And so my videos, when I record them, I might give them like a 20 minute video and then it yeah. getting cut down to eight minutes because there's so much like I'll just I hit record and then I go. Yeah. And if I mess something up, I, I just tell the camera, I'm like, hey, Kevin, can you rewind and cut that part out? I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And so I just speak to Kevin the whole time while I'm recording. And then he gets this raw file and he turns it into the magic. So get yourself a good video editor yeah. and then you don't have to carry that stress. All right. I need a Kevin because right now I just look at it like Kevin. I need to make like, I just need to make an initial like two minute video, right? Yeah. And I need to nail this one take two minute video. So, but I you don't have to nail it in a take. There's, that's why there's video editing. <laughs> All right. I need to get the Kevin button. That's right. All right. Yeah. Well, we could obviously uh, go down a rabbit hole, but we are uh, already approaching 45 minutes of, of hitting record and we don't want to wear anybody out, but this is, I mean, this is a great topic. I think one we can check back in on later this year with some of the tweaks and additions that we make to our user onboarding and see yeah. see how they they impact uh, what happens with our user and and how quickly we guide them to unlocking value. Unlocking value. I love that. I'm going to put that on a sticky on my monitor. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. get a necklace and wear it so you can <laughs> see. Like play with play. It just says unlocking value. <laughs> Yeah, sounds good. All right. Well, always a pleasure to catch up, Darren. Congrats or my apologies for having to talk to me for three years, but let, let's keep it going. I love doing this. So Yes. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. I love it. We'll yeah. keep doing it. Keep learning and growing. All right. And thanks to uh, all of our listeners. I love when people reach out, Twitters uh, or DMs or even send a, an email. Um, so please, please continue to do so. We always love topic suggestions, sharing anything, feedback, whatever you want to do, please do so. It's always great to interact with those of you who uh, spend time consuming what, what we record. Yeah, and if you're getting value, we would really appreciate a review on the iTunes store. That was the help. Yeah, there you go. Star it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Darren, great catching up, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. See you, everybody.